studying and looking at this sermon series of Let It Go. Uh, and we've looked at letting go of, of fear and doubt. We've looked at letting go of our pride. Uh, last week, and I, I unfortunately missed it, but I heard, I heard nothing but great things about Joe's sermon about letting go of pain and suffering. Um, today, I want to look at something a little different. Uh, all the ones before uh, have been about our, our feelings, right? It's fear and doubt. Uh, pride, pain, and suffering, all these, these feelings. This one's a little different. Today I want to look more at, at our actions. And specifically, I'm sure you can figure out from the title, lying. You ever wonder where liar, liar, pants on fire came from? I didn't look it up, but I, I have that. The ninth commandment says this, right? The Ten Commandments, the ninth one says this. You probably know it. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. So that's like top ten. Don't lie. Don't give false testimony, right? Don't lie. All right, so there's a story. There's a story of a store manager. He heard his clerk tell a customer... Uh, no, ma'am, we haven't had any for a while, and it doesn't look as if uh, we will be getting any soon. Horrified, the manager came running over to the customer and said, of course we'll have some soon. We placed an order last week. Then the manager drew the clerk aside. Never, he snarled, never, 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 ever say we're out of anything. Say we've got it on order and it's coming now, what is it she wanted anyway? The clerk said, rain. <laughs> there it is. Took a minute. In our lives, we, we, uh, we justify little lies in our life. Uh, more than any other sin, we justify Lies. You see, we see in the Old Testament God saying, do not bear false witness, right? We just read that in, in uh, the ninth commandment. Do not bear false witness. It's sometimes hard not to not lie, right? We say to ourselves, well, if I say this little lie, it'll keep me from getting in trouble. Or it will protect the person I'm talking to. If I kind of sugarcoat it a little. And we in the, uh, if you grew up in the deep south, which is what we're in, like I did, we, we like to sugarcoat things. Not just our sweet tea, but we like to sugarcoat everything. Because <laughs> we, we don't want to offend you. So we make, we wrap everything in sugar. And, and don't misunderstand. I'm not telling you to be rude and mean. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is sometimes, many times, we do more damage by the little lies than honest truth. Matthew 5, 33 and 37 says this, and this is taken out of the message. And don't say anything you don't mean. 
This counsel is embedded deep in our traditions. You only make things worse when you lay down a smokescreen of pious talk, right? Religious talk saying, I'll pray for you. You ever heard that? You ever heard someone say, I'll pray for you? Man, am I guilty of that sometimes where I'll say, I'll pray for you. You know what? Maybe we just pray right now. Scripture goes on, it says, a saying, I'll pray for you and never doing it. Or saying, God be with you and not meaning it. You don't make your words true by embellishing them with religious lace. In making your speech sound more religious, it becomes less true. Just say yes and no. When you manipulate words to get your own way, you go wrong, right? Jesus is talking about let your yes be yes and your no be no. We like to embellish things. We like to make it sound sweeter. And listen, I'm a preacher, right? I'm real good at making things sound better than they really are. And so I have to fight against that. You've heard, and, and I've said this before, truth matters. Love matters. If you have truth without love, it's just harsh and hard. If you have love without truth, it's just empty words that mean nothing. You need both. You need both. If I see you or you see me sinning, falling into sin, and you don't come alongside and help me and speak to me in a loving kind, not in a judgmental, what are you doing? kind of way, but a, hey, what's going on? Are you okay? How can I help you? Accountability for one another, right? And part of, a big part of that, the reason why um, Jesus and the Holy Spirit and God, right, he builds a relationship with you. Right? He's ever-present, always there. One of the things that you and I have to do, if I want to hold you accountable and you want to hold me accountable, it, it means, you know, you've got to get to know me. You've got to know I'm a Miami Dolphins fan, and I, you know, we're 2-0, and but I'm still, like, worried that the wheels are going to fall off because for years the wheels have fallen off the Miami Dolphins. The relationship with one another matters. Community matters, right? Today we're doing Community Connect Sunday. Community matters, right? It isn't just about coming and sitting in this room in the seats that we normally feel comfortable sitting in and listening to me speak or the lieutenant speak or uh, Major Amanda or Joe uh, speak or worshiping with the Music, no, it's not just about that. It's about going and having food together and fellowshipping together and getting to know one another and talk about, hey, what are things that are happening in your life that you need prayer? But also, what are the things that are happening in your life that you are like amazed at what's happening? And giving those praise reports too, we have to be willing to do life with one another. To connect with one another. We can't sing, I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God and treat each other like some of our families we do and only see them on Thanksgiving. 
genuine concern for one another. May we not lie to each other just because we think it makes things a little easier. There was a president, and what one of the presidents said a long time ago, back when you could kind of believe what politicians say, <laughs> Abe Lincoln, you, you know, his nickname, right, was... There it is. Thank you, Wayne. It'll be on the next trivia we do on Men's Club. Honest Abe. There you go. (laughs) Abe Lincoln once said this, no one has a good enough memory. No one has a good enough memory to make a successful liar. It's just easier to tell the truth. Because then you don't have to remember, what did I say? What Did you ever, you ever in your own life, you ever told a little lie that then gets out of control because you have to keep kind of spinning this lie so that you don't get caught? Oh, yeah, no, 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 the window. I remember. <laughs> I remember when I was a kid. You all know what precious moments are? You ever seen precious moments? My mom had tons of these things. And what they are, they're like porcelain things. They're like little kids, and they're doing things. One of them was this little girl, and she had a stump next to her. And I don't remember. I think I was like six, but I vividly remember breaking it because we were playing ball in the house. Uh, I know, right? You don't do that. Don't do that. And so I broke it, and I carefully, at six, And my six-year-old brain carefully took that because it broke the stump off. He carefully took the stump and placed it just right so it sit right back in the spot. It's like, I'm good. She's not going to find it. I got this. Now, my brother, David, uh, he was four at the time. He was my accomplice because I didn't play ball by myself. Um, And it's really because he's not a very good catcher. (laughs) <laughs> Otherwise, the thing wouldn't have broke. Uh, so it broke. The stump off. I fix it, and I think, oh, we're good. I got it. No, we were not good. Uh, Mom found it and came to us and said, hey, what happened? Now, me, being the smart six-year-old I was, <laughs> said, it was this dog. This dog was running around and smashed into it. Broke the thing. Yeah, now that didn't hold up. <laughs> that didn't hold up. And, and I had to remember that, right? So later, I, ultimately, obviously, I got caught. Uh, and it was far worse for me because I didn't just tell the truth uh, up front. I learned that lesson early. Just be truthful. Do not bear false witness against your neighbor. Right? Do not lie. Do not lie about people. Do not lie to people. But you know, one of the things, this is one that, yeah, it's easy for us to do. One, because of the top ten, this one, I don't need anything but me to do. Right? Lying is as simple as me using my brain to be creative and make something up. So it's an easy one. But you know what's even easier than me lying to you? It's something that all of us do is me lying to me. 
2 Timothy 4, 3 and 4 says this, For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. You have an internal dialogue that's happening in your brain. It's happening right now. Most of us can't turn it off. It's just always there, this internal dialogue. And we use this internal dialogue to kind of work through problems, to kind of think through what is he saying? How do I understand this? What does this mean for me? Right? And a lot of times it's very good, this internal dialogue, working through this. Because me... One of the things I used to be real bad at and I've gotten much better at is, is not just blurting out the first thing I think. Uh, and so it's a good thing to kind of work through that internal dialogue. Part of the problem with the internal dialogue and what we do, part of it is we convince ourselves that our sin isn't so bad. We convince ourselves that, well... I'm justified because this happened and I had to do this because of this. And this is why these things happen. And, and Scripture here in, first, uh, and sorry, in 2 Timothy is talking about so often we, when you take that to the extreme, as we see in 2 Timothy, we then bring people around us that affirm our theology about what we think about God. And affirm sometimes our own delusions about how we interact and all that kind of thing, right? Scripture says here, uh, they will not put up with sound doctrine and said to suit their own desires. They will gather a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. You've seen, I've, I've seen that where some, maybe some people leave a church because they didn't like the message. Now, also, please don't misunderstand. I, anyone that stands up here and presents the gospel to you has a great responsibility to do it uh, with fear of God under the, the guidance of the Holy Spirit, right? And you have a responsibility as the listener to do the same. To test and prove, like, what I'm saying to you is scriptural. But that's the point, right? We have to be in Scripture to know what God wants for us. And if you are not studying Scripture and don't know Scripture, well, I could walk up here and tell you almost anything, and you might believe it. So often, I know this because I've done this, I sometimes do this, I justify my behavior. I justify my mind and my process of thinking. Saying, well, because I had to. And I step outside of the will of God. Because, and I justify that. Am I the only one that's ever done that? No. Sometimes... Sometimes when we hear something we don't like, but know it's true, we click our ears off.
Sometimes the Holy Spirit convicts and moves. And the question is, how's our response to that? Are we going to stay stuck? Are we going to allow that to move us out of this process, this, this cycle of, no, I'm okay, everything's fine. Jesus talks a little bit about this for a moment, uh, or at least talks for a moment about something like this, where he says in Luke 6, 46, he says this, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? Scripture talks about that there will be people that come up to God and say, say, you know, we're here and, and God will say, I never knew you. He talks about those things. So, so the question for you today with that, are you just saying the words or do the words line up with your actions, line up with your internal process and how you think through things? There will be people that say, Lord, Lord, why do you call Jesus that? If you do not do what he says. You ever feel that, that, that tug? You ever feel that Holy Spirit tug? It's hard to explain. Uh, but you ever felt that kind of tugging of, I need to do this, like this needs to happen, and it doesn't seemingly make sense. Like it happens to me, and I've said this before, it happens to me all the time at like stores. And it's always with the employee. I don't know why. It's just God tugs me. It's always with the employee who's working. And there's this tug of, hey, you need to say this to this person. And to me, it's like, okay, that doesn't make real, like that doesn't make a lot of sense. And there's even now this internal wrestling with God, like, oh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to look weird. Err. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? The message says it this way. Why are you so polite with me, always saying yes, sir, and that's right, sir, but never doing a thing I tell you? These words I speak to you are not mere additions to your life, homeowner improvements to, to your standard of living. They are foundation words, words to build a life on. The scripture isn't about homeowner improvement. You, you know what I mean? It isn't about improving your life. It is foundational to building your life on. The video we saw earlier, it is foundational. If you work the words into your life, you are a smart carpenter who dug deep and laid the foundation of his house on bedrock. When the river burst its banks and crashed against the house, nothing could shake it. It was built to last. But if you... Just use my words in Bible studies. And on Sunday, I'm adding that. And don't work them into your life. You are like a dumb carpenter 
who built a house but skipped the foundation. When the swollen river came crashing in, it collapsed like a house of cards. It was a total loss. I think sometimes in our life, this is the biggest lie we tell ourselves as believers, is that if I go to Bible study, if I go on Sunday, if I give to the poor, if I do this, yeah, you should do those things. Absolutely, you should do those things. But if you don't take away and weave into your life every single day the foundational truths that are found in Scripture, then you are no better than you started. We essentially have just come together to eat food, and we're going to have some great food in a little bit. Ain't nothing wrong with that. And I appreciate all of you that have brought that food. I am But if we do not, if we do not follow the leading of the Holy Spirit in our life, if if being a Christian is just about Sunday, just about the pep rally that happens, if it's just about that, you are missing six sevenths of what it means. That was quick math for all of you. You are missing a huge piece. Sunday's great. And I love Sunday. I love being here with you. I love the fellowship we have together. I love being in community with you. And of course, some of you, like I see you throughout the week, many of you. But what? What are you taking away? When you leave on Sunday... Are you the same or are you different? And, and let me be fully clear. Not different because of me, the, the preacher. Like, not no. But because you have come into contact with the divine God. And let me be even more clear. That happens not just here. That happens anywhere on any day. Amen. Are you seeking after truth? Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Are you seeking truth? Now I'm getting into what Lieutenant Jamie's preaching next week. We have to turn away lies. We have to reject. We have to let go of the lies that we tell each other, that we tell ourselves. And we have to relentlessly pursue this morning and we're, we're going to have some music plays as the music plays this morning won't you let those things go won't you ask God to help guide you to truth won't you allow him to work through your process the way you think that God would sanctify it and make it holy so that anything that would be outside of his will would be removed so that you could see clearly what God has, not just for you, but for your family, not just for your family, but for your church, not just for your church, but for your community. That one person connected fully to God and the Holy Spirit can change so many lives. 
Will you allow God this morning to renew your mind in washing away those little lies we tell ourselves and to each other? And I don't know what those are for you personally. It might be this lie that you're not good enough. That's, no. It might be this lie that you're too busy. I I don't know what it is for you. You do. And so this morning, as the music plays, won't you come and ask Christ to renew your mind in holiness?